Welcome to the Fairview Baptist Church Discipleship Podcast. This is a resource designed to help the covenant members of Fairview Baptist Church carry out our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Joshua Johnston. Today I'm joined once again by Mike Heelan. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Well, a few weeks ago, we started a series on the spiritual disciplines, and uh, we first gave you a brief introduction, and then in our last podcast, we talked about biblical intake, and uh, for our conversation, we've been using Don Whitney's spiritual disciplines for the Christian life to sort of help guide our conversation. So, Mike, why don't you tell our listeners what discipline we're going to focus on today? Well, today we're going to be talking about prayer which Whitney says is the second most important of the spiritual disciplines uh, that is second only to Bible intake. Now, Mike, I specifically invited you to come back for this podcast because, if I'm correct, you have mastered prayer. Is that right? <laughs> Last fall, I was in a Saturday morning men's breakfast gathering, and one of our dear saints admitted that he needed to grow in the discipline of prayer and ask others to pray for him. And boy, I, I was really moved by that confession. For <clears throat> the establishment of a, of a consistent prayer life has been perhaps my greatest battle, one which I still struggle with. And oh, by the way, that brother whom I mentioned became a partner with me in a discipleship group to encourage each other in the growth in this specific area of prayer. I won't mention that brother by name, but I know who you're speaking of, and he is a wonderful brother in mm. Christ. Uh, well, I'm actually a part of several networks and groups of pastors and church leaders, and um, in these various meetings, we, we talk about the happenings of our churches and uh, things that are going well, and then things that we're struggling with, like even personally. And you know, it's interesting because the, the topic of prayer comes up often. We talk about prayer within our churches, but also in our individual lives, the, the life of the pastor. Um, and they all have the same desire. They, they want to be men of prayer and, and have churches of prayer. Um, and it's interesting, every single one of them uh, will say that they, they hope that prayer would play a bigger life or bigger role in their own lives and the lives of their church members. And so uh, no one exactly uh, has mastered prayer except for one. And so thus we have the need for this podcast. And I would imagine that um, if someone's listening to this podcast, they would probably uh, say the same. Uh, And so it's a worthy topic for us today. So Mike, uh, why don't you get our conversation started uh, by telling us what prayer is? Well, that's a good question. Um, The term itself, prayer, is never actually explicitly defined in the Bible. Like in our reading today in Hebrews chapter 11, faith is defined right straight out. Now, faith is, and it tells us what it is, but you don't find that in the Bible concerning prayer. So rather, it's, it's, a, it's a general term or a generic term that's, that's used to describe a spiritual act that Scripture records was practiced by the patriarchs, and by the psalmist, by the prophets, by Jesus himself, and the apostles. Those people prayed often and they prayed fervently. So to answer this question what prayer is, we have to consider how they prayed and what they prayed for. Now, in light of that, the following definition has been offered, and I feel that it's a pretty fair definition. Prayer is the act of asking God to do 
what he has already promised to do. And uh, it's communicating back to God the thing he has communicated to us. So it's really our side of a conversation with our Lord. His side, of course, being the word of God speaking to us. Now, this is not to say that we simply take out our Bibles and read it back to God and throw in an, an amen at the end. Although I do believe that God's word should be the catalyst of our prayer. And we'll, find, we'll see more of that as we go on. Uh, rather, what I am suggesting is that a prayer should be guided by the promises of God's word because they are sure and they are true. So while we are, communic- uh, are to communicate uh, to God our request and our hurts and our joys, we do so in the light of the wonderful things that God has graciously revealed to us. And so to recap, remember our prayer, our prayers are, are really two-way conversations in which God communicates his wonderful truths to us in his word, and then we respond to them in prayer. So, now that, that takes care of the what. What is prayer? And so now I ask you, why do we pray? Well, I think we could probably answer that question in, in several ways. I think we could start by saying uh, that Scripture makes it really clear that prayer is expected. Uh, this year, as a church, we're memorizing and learning the Beatitudes. And in the beginning of Matthew chapter 6, Jesus in Uh, In reply to his disciples' inquiry about prayer, uh, he doesn't say, if you pray, but rather he says, when you pray. And so it's expected by Jesus that his disciples will will pray. And so it should be no surprise then, uh, as we... um, as the, the new church uh, or the church is established and um, the disciples and, and Paul write about prayer, uh, he exhorts the church, uh, for example, in Colossians 4.2, to continue steadfastly in prayer. And then uh, again in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, to pray without ceasing. Um, but, you know, even Don Whitney himself, he points out that this shouldn't be our only motivation to pray. Instead, uh, we should see prayer as like this royal invitation in which we get to approach our Creator, the Sovereign King, God Himself. Amen. Um, the the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews four sixteen, "Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time in in time of need." Um, Additionally, though, I'd say we should do, uh, we should pray as an expression of what Christ has done. Uh, Because of Christ's work on the cross and by his resurrection, we have been adopted as sons and daughters of God. And so we have the Spirit of God in us and we we get to communicate uh, with God. Uh, But finally, I would say that we pray because Jesus also prayed. And if Jesus needed prayer, uh, certainly uh, you and me in our finiteness, uh, we need prayer as well. Amen. So, Mike, let's get practical here for a moment. Um, Question I have for you is, how should we pray? So we talked about what? We've talked about why, and now we come to the how question. (laughs) Well, over the years, to encourage a, a richer and more consistent prayer life for myself, I've used a number of approaches. Uh, one, I, I found that 
first thing in the morning is the best time for me to pray. It may not work the best for everybody, but once I get going in the day, I find life is so distracting that it's hard for me to stop and pray. So first thing in the morning. Then I've used a prayer journal uh, to keep track of my prayer request and my praying to God and and recording, actually recording prayers. And that I do confess that I don't do this on a regular basis. Um, I found that priming my prayer time by reading out loud one of the one of those great prayers written by the Puritans focuses my mind and my heart on good, solid, meaty, wholesome things to be praying for. And I've often organized my prayer uh, around what we know as the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. um, so that I would pray, for instance, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, help me in my life to live and praise you like the angels in heaven are praising you today. Things like that. Yeah. Well, all of these, uh, I think all of those are, are great, and I think I've tried to model those uh, to the most part. I think those have uh, been helpful tools. Uh, for me, I think if I was going to answer the question, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to cheat a little bit. Uh, earlier in the year, we invited uh, Dr. Chuck Lawless from Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary to uh, teach on the topic of prayer here, uh, and as he did, he took uh, the church through the book of Luke and he noted several distinctive ways in which Jesus prayed uh, so that we might ourselves consider emulating those practices. And so I'm going to burn through this list pretty quickly, um, but I, I think they're, they're helpful things for us to consider. So uh, he said, pray as you commit yourselves to God's work. Uh, he said, start your day with prayer. And uh, for me, I believe that's an extremely important one. In fact, missionary Hudson Taylor said, whatever is your best time in the day, give give that to communion with God. And let's not forget the prayer life of Martin Luther, which started very early in the morning. That's right. Um, he also uh, recognized that Jesus pushed away from the crowds to pray. Um, to pray for people that you invest in just as Jesus did before calling the disciples, uh, to take others with you as you go on prayer retreats so that you can teach them to pray. Uh, simply rejoice while you pray. Uh, rejoice in all the things that, that God has accomplished, especially His gospel in your life. Uh, pray and, and then teach others how to pray. Uh, pray for others who are under spiritual attack cry out to God uh, in grief. And so uh, that's one that sometimes we, we feel like uh, we're not allowed to do, but clearly um, there is uh, a practice of lamentation that is evident uh, throughout the Bible, particularly in, in the Psalms. Um, pray that God's will be done just as uh, Mike mentioned as he talked about the Lord's Prayer. Uh, John Piper says that the key to praying with power is to become the kind of person who does not use uh, God for our ends, but instead we are utterly devoted to being used f- by God for his ends. And so that's praying God's will to be done. Uh, also, the Bible says, pray for your enemies and uh, pray when you face death and pray blessings over Jesus' followers. And uh, while there are other things that we can do, I believe that this is just a good list to get us going. You know, um, 
Joshua, I was blessed to be a part of Dr. Lawless's presentation that day. But for, for those in our audience who were not there, could you make that list available to them somehow? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in the podcast notes, I'll make that list available along with the scripture references so you can look that up. Good, good, good. Now, um, what if someone says to you, Joshua, that, man, my prayer life is just so stale. I don't have any real motivation to, to persevere in prayer. Yeah, I, th- I think we asked uh, a similar question uh, in the podcast about uh, reading the Bible, and I, I think my response would be pretty similar to that. First, I would uh, I would say, remind yourself of the gospel. Um, there's a pastor named Kevin DeYoung, and he puts it this way, prayer, this side of heaven, will always be hard, and it will always take discipline, uh, but when I see it as a means of communion with God, it feels much more like a get-to than a have-to pray. Uh, second, I would say keep on doing it, uh, even if it's hard, um, uh, even if it feels stale or maybe even unproductive. Um, I think that's part of the reason we call it a spiritual discipline. Um, third, uh, and I think this is really important. Um, this isn't the case all the time, but I, I would say that you would need to, uh, you should consider examining your life uh, for sin. Uh, Isaiah 59.2 uh, is, is powerful in regards to this. Uh, when the prophet speaks God's word, he says, but your iniquities have separated, uh, separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid your face from you that he will not hear. Uh, In this case, your first duty in prayer uh, is confession. Uh, Fourth, uh, pray scripture. Uh, I have uh, observed that those Puritan prayers that that Mike mentioned, uh, they were filled with scripture and biblical uh, allusions. Now, Mike, uh, in a uh, similar question, uh, is it possible to improve in praying? Mm, improve. Joshua, would you tell me what, what you really mean by improving prayer? Is, is it just using loftier language or perhaps getting more emotional in my prayers? Well, <laughs> that might happen, uh, but I would say growing deeper uh, in your conversation with God. So like much like you would in, improve with uh, maybe a young lady that... Uh, when you are unmarried and courting, um, in the same way uh, as you pursue after God, growing in a depthness of uh, your appreciation and your love of Him, uh, and, and it, the overflow of that being in your conversation and your prayers with Him. Uh, okay, all right. Well, in that case, then, I would say that praying is improved by, by praying. <laughs> uh, this may seem circular, but, but you get better at praying by praying. It's a discipline that we need to cultivate by repeated, repeated exercise. Also, you can improve your prayer, praying by, by meditation on the, on the Word of God. Uh, Ian Bounds put it this way, uh, The Word of God is the food by which prayer is nourished and made strong. Mm-hmm. Put God's Word in your heart reflect on it, and you'll notice that, um, that you end up praying with God's Word um, 
in your heart and you're praying God's word back to him. Sometimes it phrases that God's word would just flow out of your mouth in prayer. And that's perhaps why we took up the, the discipline of Bible intake first in this series because we need to get that established um, before we can have a vibrant prayer life. And then finally, uh, I would say to improve prayer life is to pray with others. Uh, not so much that you can copy their words, but, but so that you can hear how they pray and what, it, and, and what they're praying about. Uh, that's very instructive. So, uh, my friend, that brings us to this important question. Does God really answer prayer? That's a great question. And uh, I want to uh, say this with clarity uh, so there is no doubt God absolutely answers prayer. Um, and this is the reason why I can say that. I, I go back to the definition you, uh, uh, you shared earlier of prayer. Prayer is the act of asking God to do what he has already promised to do. And so since God is faithful to keep his promises, you can be, uh, you can be guaranteed that he will bring them to completion. And so lift up your request in light of God's promises and trust that he will bring those that align to his will to pass. It just may not be the way that you perhaps expected it to be. Oh, that's good. That's good. Thank you for sharing that. And by the way, Joshua, I know that there, there are a lot of really great books on prayer out there. Uh, and, and I think reading what people have written about prayer is sometimes um, good stuff. I mean, really good stuff by, by faithful men is helpful in helping us to understand more about praying. So what are some of the best books that you've read on prayer? Well, um, well, first, let me say I'll, I'll share uh, this list of books uh, with links in the podcast notes. Um, I would say Tim Keller's book on prayer, uh, it's titled Prayer, Experiencing Awe and Intimacy with God. Uh, if you've read anything by Keller, you know that it's uh, usually very uh, great in depth and extremely uh, insightful. Uh, I would also say Don Carson's Praying with Paul. In fact, if you came to um, a day of prayer probably about a year ago or so, and we had uh, posters from... Uh, um, that had uh, text from Paul's writing on there. The prompts uh, were uh, in part uh, inspired by Don Carson's book. Um, there's a similar book uh, by a gentleman named Mark Jones. It's titled The Prayers of Jesus. So it does the same. It looks at the various prayers that Jesus prayed and the content of those. Um, I'm giving you a lot here, so let me let me just add a couple more. Uh, Alistair Beck uh, um, has a book, titled Pray Big, Learning to Pray Like an Apostle. And so now we've looked at Paul and the other apostles and Jesus' prayers. Uh, and then finally, I would add, and this is a very short book uh, uh, that doesn't take long to read, but I believe is extremely practical and will be helpful. It's uh, it's written by Don Whitney, uh, and it's called Praying the Bible. And he just gives you very simple techniques to open your Bible, to read it, um, and then to turn what you've read uh, back into prayers to God. Um, <clears throat> among the books that I've read, I'd like to add one more to that list that I think would be very helpful to our folks out there, and that is uh, Paul Miller's book, A Praying Life. Uh, connecting with God in a distracting world. 
Well, uh, we, uh, we've covered, I think, a lot in a short amount of time. I'd like to close this podcast by uh, actually giving a quick look to 2022. And that, it's kind of hard to believe it's almost 2022. Hmm. Uh, well, in January, uh, in addition to offering some of the resources that we've offered this past year, like a, uh, a new uh, Bible reading plan for the church and a few other things, we're going to offer a new resource that will encourage church members to consider um, adopting a guide based on those principles that I mentioned in uh, Don Whitney's book on praying the Bible uh, and encourage them to use those principles uh, to pray through the Psalms over the course of the year. And so uh, like we offer a guide for the church's reading plan, we'll offer a guide, a prayer guide for the year that will take the church through uh, all of the Psalms. Wow. That, well, that's going to be so helpful, Joshua. I, I, I really look forward to getting that and adding that to my arsenal. Yeah, I think it'll be a, a sweet time for the church. Uh, well, Mike, I believe that it is only appropriate to uh, to end a podcast on prayer in prayer. And so will you pray for us? Oh, I'd love to. Thank you. Uh, gracious Heavenly Father, um, you are our Heavenly Father, and we are so grateful that our Savior has instructed us to call you that, Father. Um, you are the Lord of the universe. You are the creator. Uh, you are a mighty God. Uh, and, and, it's been, and with all of that, Lord, we realize that you are Father and you care for us. And we're so grateful for that beyond words. So, Father, help us to live like your children and uh, like like faithful children with a close relationship with their earthly father, may we, with you, have a, a, a close conversation, a relationship which calls us to you in prayer, and uh, and have we can walk in an intimate prayer life. Help us to grow in this discipline. Help us to grow in this grace. Um, and, and encourage us, dear Lord, that when we pray to you, it, it's not vain, it's not empty, it's not just heaping up words, but, Father, we are praying to you the very word of God which changes our lives and changes the things in this world that you want to see changed. And we give you the praise for this time now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Mike, I'm going to put you on the spot here with one last question. Um, and I'll give you a second to answer it uh, by answering it myself first. Uh, so the question is, what is the funniest or the weirdest or most unusual place that you've ever fallen asleep? So for me, uh, I don't know that I have a crazy place, but I have a place that I'm almost guaranteed to fall asleep in. It's the movie theater. Um, I can watch a movie at home and stay awake, but if I go to a movie theater... It's almost guaranteed 15 minutes into the movie, no matter how long the movie is, I'll fall asleep, and about 15 minutes before it's open or over, uh, I'll wake back up. Um, I think I have some sort of internal clock uh, that knows that a movie has come to a climax, and it's time for me to wake up. And for that, you paid 15 bucks, right? It is. It's, <laughs> the naps are so good that it's worth 15 bucks. <laughs> well, but Joshua, you, um, I don't know if our, if our audience knows this, but uh, what we do is kind of guided by a script that we work out together ahead 
ahead of time. And you did not include this question in the script, so you, you really caught me off guard. But as I'm thinking back about it, there was a time in my life when I was doing some construction work. I mean, <laughs> for it was kind of a fill-in time in my life. And so for about six months, I worked in construction. And it was hard work. And uh, they gave us a half hour at noontime. And I would uh, go someplace uh, out of out of the heat because it's hot, and I would lie down after I gobbled my lunch down. It usually only took about five to ten minutes, and I would fall fast asleep, flat on my back on a hard concrete floor yeah. with uh, <laughs> with my with my nail pouch as my pillow, sort of like uh, sort of like uh, Jacob. With a stone for yeah. this pillow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Well, uh, maybe on that note, I'll go take a nap. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me today. And until next time, Fairview, may we exist to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm.